At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here in Des Plaines, Illinois, at the Rivers Casino. If you're around the area, come on and make it down. Crowd is getting filled here because we're anticipating a highly packed weekend starting tonight. We've got World Series action. I'll talk about that in a play I have later in the show when we go over Danny's Dimes, along with some of the action I got in college football that we previously discussed this week and a big NFL Week 8 slate to look forward to. In between James Salinas in a half hour, the Friday frequent flyer. Yeah, that kind of works out. But uh, James Salinas joining us in about a half hour, and he'll be giving us some of his top plays going into the weekend. A game that I'm very excited actually to talk to him about, being the Titans and the Colts, because this line has gone all over the place, and I'm fascinated to see which side he's going to end up on. Before James, Eric Eager. Pro Football Focus. He'll be giving us his thoughts on a college football game or two, and then we'll get into the NFL slate with him as well. I know he thinks analytically, which we always love to hear from that side of things. Beginning the show, like we have been on Fridays, I go through some of the top prop plays that I have kind of just selected out thus far heading in to the NFL slate. So without further ado, let's go ahead and begin that way with Prop Shelf, ladies and gentlemen, where we look at those top props for the upcoming NFL slate and where my interests are going to begin is that Bears and 49ers game. And look, we'll get into the full scope of the game, but we got to begin with the props with the main man who has been killing it. So Prop Shelf, we are beginning with Khalil Herbert. Never thought I would be saying that in this season, but here we are, and Khalil Herbert has been killing it, and his rushing yards is where we're first looking at. Then we'll look at his attempts, but rushing yards for Herbert, 63.5, over about minus 120, under minus 110. Look, you can call it recency bias, call whatever you want, but this kid has been the truth for the past three weeks. He's averaging 91 rushing yards per game in those three games. He got 75 on the ground against the Raiders, and that is when he was splitting carries with Damian Williams. He got 97 versus Green Bay. Okay, it's Green Bay. Maybe you don't take that too much into account. But then he racked up 100 at Tampa Bay, who were number one in limiting opponent rushing yards to about 55 per game. Plus, they were down like, what, 35 in that game? And you would expect them to keep passing it. But now they were dishing it off to him on the ground, and he still was able to torch up that Tampa Bay run defense, relatively. Okay. But my point being here is that San Francisco is going to be, you would think, a little bit easier opponent 
than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for example. San Francisco is allowing opposing running backs about 4.3 yards per carry, which ranks 19th, bottom tier in the NFL. Overall, opposing running backs are getting about 119 rushing yards per game. That is 20th worst in the NFL. You look at what the opposing running backs have done, and only two have gone over this mark. But the catch is only two of them have at least gotten 18 carries in a game against San Francisco, and that's right where Khalil's averaging about 18 rush attempts in these past three games. So the two running backs who have gotten to the similar average he gets in terms of rushing attempts, it was Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor. So Aaron Jones got about 18 carries, and he got 82 rushing yards, so well over 63 and a half. Jonathan Taylor, this past week, Sunday Night Football, got 107. Again, these are the guys who are getting the same amount of reps, carries-wise, as Khalil Herbert will see, thus leading to me to believe that, hey, once you get a consistent, steady back in there, they should have no problem getting over 63.5, especially with a guy who has been killing it as of late and an offense that solely likes to rely on that. I've been preaching that the Bears need to do play action. I want them to do that, but this isn't the game that they need to do that. What I've been saying basically is, look, you can't rely on the run against a Tom Brady, Buccaneers type of squad. You can't do it against an Aaron Rodgers and Packers type of squad or Matt Stafford, Rams. You get the gist. Good quarterbacks, good teams. But the teams you can afford to do that against and rely upon it is the teams they've already beat, being the Raiders in that spot being the Lions, being the Bengals, and the 49ers as at this point fall into line as that same level of competition, in my opinion. 49ers only beat the Lions. They almost blew that game 41-33 first week. Second week, you go on the road, barely beat the Eagles, who have turned out to be abysmal, 17-11. to After that, what have the 49ers done that has impressed anybody? To me, nothing. They're in a similar, you know, kind of boring below par, subpar quarterback situation right now. At least with the Bears, you have hope for Fields because it's not all his fault, and you realize the potential he can present. But right now, he's not lighting it up in the passing game. That's why you need to rely solely on Khalil Herbert, who has been consistent in the few games he has been implemented. So look for them to rely on that because they can in this matchup, and that is going to be a main reason why the Bears, if they have any offensive production, will be courtesy of Khalil Herbert. So look for him over 63.5 rushing yards. And then, like we mentioned, also consider his rush attempts, 15.5 over minus the buck 20. Rolling with this one as well. Like I said, he's averaging 18.3 carries per game in the three games he's actually been utilized. He's gone over 15 and a half in all three games. Got 18 attempts against Las Vegas. Again, he was splitting with Williams in that game. Remember that. Then it was him solely against Green Bay where he had 19 carries. Then at Tampa Bay, had 18. The philosophy for the Bears is going to be, you know, go with what you know. Go with where the success albeit limited, has been, and that has been on the ground attack, believe it or not, despite the incompetent offensive line play. Khalil Herbert is running tough, man. He is getting yards after contact. He is finding these gaps, and he is being very sufficient, filling the void for David Montgomery. So Khalil Herbert is going to be a huge part of this Bears offense. Look for him over 63.5 rushing yards, and also look for him over 15.5 rush attempts for the Bears, taking on the Niners this Sunday. All right, moving on, let's go with another game that I'm going to be looking at the running back in this situation. Let's go out to Seattle, Seahawks, Jaguars. Maybe not the prettiest game, but plenty of betting opportunities. We'll speak on that a little bit later in the show as well. But in terms of props for this game, I'm looking at the Illinois native James Robinson. Rushing yards prop at 69.5 for the kid who's got the odds of over under minus 115. And look, I'm laying the minus 115 to the over. Robinson has been a stud. He's got 77 rushing yards per game as of this point, right? I mean, he has cruised over this the last four games consecutively. Four out of six overall, but the last four in a row. Seattle defensively, we know what a train wreck they are, right? And especially against the run, allowing opponents about 134 rushing yards per game and about 4.2 yards per carry. Now, you look at the running backs that they have faced. Five out of seven of the opposing tailbacks have gone over this mark. The only two not to, oddly enough, week one, Jonathan Taylor, who's one of my favorite running backs, but he was kind of splitting the load a little bit with Naheem Hines because Taylor had 56 and Hines had 34. And then Kamara last week had 20 carries, but only 54 or 51 rushing yards, which was kind of, I don't know, just a strange outcome for Kamara. He was getting the job done receiving-wise. But look, you know, if Trevor Lawrence in this passing game can't get it going, which they should, frankly, because, you know, the secondary for Seattle is 
pretty brutal to say the least. But if they need to rely on some consistency and to get the ball moving in a more certain way, then James Robinson is going to be their guy to rely on. Again, he's averaging almost 10 yards more than where this prop is at. And Seattle really is just not good anywhere defensively. And James Robinson, especially if the Jags get up to a lead in this game, because frankly, I think Jacksonville, as of this moment, they are the more talented team, believe it or not, than Seattle. I'd take Trevor Lawrence over Geno Smith. You know, Alex Collins is questionable. Chris Carson's still going to be out because he's on IR. James Robinson better in that situation, too. Receiving-wise, obviously, you give that to Seattle, but they're not letting Geno Smith throw the ball. James Robinson is a guy who can control this game on the ground for the Jaguars, so look at James Robinson over 69.5 rushing yards against the Seahawks. So those are the three props that I'm playing officially. Now, I wanted to throw one more out there that you should consider, at least as of now. And I'm, I'm kind of waiting to see because right now I haven't seen any pass completions or attempts for Trevor Lawrence in terms of his props. So I'm going to be a little bit patient, see where they come about. But I want to look at his passing yards, which is posted as of this point. 240 and a half are the passing yards for Trevor Lawrence in this game. He's averaging 244 per contest thus far. He's gone over this mark in half the games, three out of six. But more importantly, he's gone over it the last two games. So he's developed a little bit more of a rhythm, right? So, you know, that's what we're kind of thinking with Trevor Lawrence, that he's finally kind of playing like we assumed he was going to. And again, you know, it doesn't help when you're stuck on a team such as the Jags as at this point, And it's kind of hard to get that rhythm going. But look. At the end of the day, it's a great matchup against Seattle, who ranks 25th in DVOA pass defense. DVOA, obviously, a unique method of evaluating teams, units, or players. It takes every single play, basically, during the NFL, compares it to the league average, and based on the certain situation. So it's just more of a specific and analytically driven way to look at how these teams are going to shape out. So that's more of a true measure of the secondary example, uh, taking example for Seattle. So 25th, obviously, bottom tier. And even aside from that, if you want to just look at the simplified numbers, 294 passing yards per game, 7.3 yards per catch is what they're allowing to opponents. On average, Lawrence is throwing the big skin around about 36 times per game. He's completing 21 and a half. But if you look at the averages of what the other quarterbacks have done against Seattle, they're averaging about 25 completions on 45 pass attempts per game. So you would assume a little bit of a spike in Trevor Lawrence's number. So, again, you know, you could strongly consider his passing yards, but like I said, I'm going to wait to see where some of his completions and pass attempts numbers are. Maybe a little bit more so with the uh, uh, pass attempts, actually. But if you want to expose that Seattle secondary betting-wise, then looking at Lawrence over his props could be the correct call. But that's not what I played right now. I'm relying a little bit more so on James Robinson as at this point. The consistency will be more so with Robinson, in my opinion. So that's what we're playing with the props thus far. We've got plenty more NFL to dissect. Not only will I be giving out more dimes at the end of the show, we've got Eric Eager of PFF coming on next and James Salinas. You know, he does great work, former Super Contest champion. Excellent work here with us on VEASAN. But the official plays we're rolling with for props right now, James Robinson over 69.5 rushing yards, Khalil Herbert over 63.5 rushing yards, and over 15 and a half rushing attempts for Khalil Herbert. Need a big game out of our guy Herbert here in the Windy City. Good opportunity for the Bears. Again, we'll be discussing that one further along. But coming up next, college and NFL discussion continues. Eric Eager hops on Rush Hour. Stick around. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. 
Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting for the local perspective. You've got the Chicago City Cast along with the Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, Denver, and now introducing the New York City Cast with Beeson's very own Will Hill. You can subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast made available. I always say get hooked up five episodes a week with local betting content. Okay, time for more betting content here on Rush Hour. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet River Sportsbook here in the Windy City. Joining us now to talk a little bit more football, both collegiately and professionally, Eric Eager, you know him, co-host of the PFF Forecast at PFF underscore Eric on the tweets. Eric, as always, my man, thank you for hopping on with us. I got to start by asking you some college football uh, game previews and a team we're pretty familiar with. Unfortunately, you typically bet them a little bit more wisely than I do. Uh, Nebraska and Purdue this week. Look, the Huskers are coming off a bye. They're laying seven and a half. I don't really care what the situation is. I can't justify laying over a touchdown with the Corn Huskers. This total is at 53. Are you kind of feeling the same way, or do you actually have faith in the Huskers covering this spot? You know, I don't. I think they've been, you know, overvalued a little bit all year. They were favorites in Minnesota the last time we saw them, and even though, you know, that game ended up a little bit close, they ended up losing that game outright to, I think, a very limited Minnesota team. Uh, I think this Purdue Boilermakers team is similarly limited, um, but good enough uh, to move the football on them. You're getting a bit of a you're getting a bit of a premium, uh, you know, because uh, on on Nebraska because Purdue played so poorly last week uh, against Wisconsin. Yeah, and that's really how I looked at it, too. I mean, look, Purdue's been at least somewhat competitive and then the huge win against Iowa this season, and you're right. I mean, last week, Wisconsin's just been all over the place this year as it is, but it just seems, I think you're right, if they played it closer, this line would probably be under seven, and the bye week being factored into that, I'm sure, but I just can't justify doing that with Nebraska. They always find a way to shoot themselves in their foot. And Eric, you know, at the same time, looking at this total of 53, does that seem a little bit too high to you? Like, Nebraska has a capability of producing enough points. They just don't do it, right? I mean, Martinez is always inconsistent. And it, it really, I guess, depends what kind of Nebraska defense you get to show up. Right. You know, they they, they went well under the total in the Oklahoma game. Uh, the Minnesota game opened up a little bit. But you also had other games where, you know, they if they blow a team out, it's because their defense plays pretty well. Um, and, you know, I don't necessarily see that. Uh, I, I think the total is probably the right number. I, I would lay off that bet. But uh, it does seem, you know, I could see it go, going either way, and I think it almost completely depends upon Nebraska. Yeah, that's usually how it goes. One way or another, they find a way to either make themselves win or lose. It doesn't have too much to do with the other team from time to time. But, uh, Eric, let's go to the NFL now and a team that has been just as frustrating, honestly, for their fan base this season. What about Kansas City and the Giants? I mean, look, this game on Monday night, obviously, but New York is catching nine in the hook in this spot. I've even seen it go down to nine at some books. This total's at 52. Now, early on, this was about like 13, 13 and a half, and then we've seen how the Chiefs have continued to struggle. 
the expectation is that Kansas City kind of gets on path after this game, but is nine and a half still a little bit too much for them to be laying? Uh, I think so. You know, I as somebody who su- supports the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, I've, I've watched them and I've been frustrated, uh, you know, by the, how they've operated. Um, you know, the, the thing that the Giants have that could hurt the Chiefs is a pretty good defense. They have a solid, uh, you know, secondary. I know they lose to Bill Peppers. They have good linebackers and they have Leonard Williams uh, as well as Aziz Ojolare uh, up front. Um, so, you know, the, the formula is there to you know beat the Kansas City Chiefs, play too high. Uh, stop the run with four and, you know, basically uh, have your linebacker stay at the second level. Um, you know, the giant, the giants have played pretty good defense all year. The question is whether Daniel Jones can make enough plays and whether that, you know, skill position group can stay healthy enough for him uh, against the chiefs defense that, you know, that seems to be a decent bet. Yeah. This defense is just such a mess right now. And, you know, Eric, like you said, I mean, you follow this team personally, pretty closely being a fan of them. Is there any value in the futures market worth betting them? I know you and I discussed MVP a while back, and Patrick Mahomes at his price was so high, but that's kind of out the window now. But, like, the make or miss playoff prices, division futures, anything you think that's worth a bet for Kansas City right now, or maybe depending on how this game goes? Yeah, I mean, Mahomes is about 40-1 to right now. You know, you had a game last year. I mean, for the most part, uh, Mahomes has played really well. You have the interceptions that I think a lot of people will contribute to bad luck. Last year, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP um, despite having a, a stinker, a really bad game against Tampa Bay. So anything's possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Kansas City, you're getting more than two to one for them to win that division. Uh, the Chargers have a tough game this week against New England. The Raiders are the Raiders. Uh, I think the best bet in that divisional race is the Raiders. But uh, I, I can't, you know, I, I can't fault anybody for taking Chiefs two to one or better to win that division right now. You know. In the in the playoff market, the probability that they'll make the playoffs, you're still seeing like minus 200 at a lot of books. I think that's way too steep. I think there is a real possibility this Chiefs team doesn't make the playoffs, um, but I'm still willing to bet a lot of things at plus prices with them. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, the, the Chiefs are still plus 215 to win the division. You know, seldom are you ever going to get them at that price. You mentioned the Raiders plus 350. Good value with this Las Vegas team that has found a way to win despite the absence of John Gruden certainly benefiting them as to this point. So uh, we'll see what shapes out in the AFC West. going to be fun to see that thing unfold. Uh, I want to work our way backwards here. Talk some Sunday night football, the other primetime game. This line has been perplexing. We're waiting on the official news of Dak naturally and Minnesota goes up to a three-point favorite here, Eric, in this total at about 52. What do you expect out of this game, depending on, obviously, the quarterback situation? Yeah, folks were talking this up quite a bit when it was in between the, you know, when it was basically in between the two and a half. Um, but, you know, games land on two, one, zero, or negative one or negative two about 9% of the time for, for games that have a total over 49. Uh, games land, you know, with the favorite, uh, you know, winning, you know, by three, nine percent of the time. So that move to the three matters as much as the move from two and a half to minus two and a half. So that 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 catching the three was an important movement there. You know, that that does show that the markets do believe that there is some chance that Dak Prescott will not play. Um that being said, you know, when Russell Wilson left the Seahawks lineup, that number moved about twenty five percentage points. So, you know, if you do think that Dak Prescott will not play, Minnesota is the bet to make. If you do believe Dak Prescott will play uh, I, and, and be effective, I think Dallas is obviously play, and that just shows you how important quarterback play is. I think Minnesota's weak in a lot of places where Dallas is strong, and, and if Dak Prescott can play, they can take advantage of that. Yeah, and speaking of the importance of quarterback play, what about this next game with the Browns taking on the Steelers? Now, look, I mean, Baker Mayfield hasn't been anything outstanding this season, but maybe giving betters a little bit more confidence and simultaneously, you know, Big Ben has been a reason to fade the opposing team here. And, Eric, we've seen this line go up even as high as about four in some spots, but currently we still see – well, no, now it's actually up to four at Bet Rivers too, and this total at about 42-and-a-half – do you agree with that movement toward Cleveland? We got about a minute or so left, but how do you think this game shapes out? Yeah, I do. I don't think the Steelers are very good. I think they've gotten lucky. Uh, you know, the week one in Buffalo was pretty lucky. I, I think getting to face the Seahawks when they had no Russell Wilson was pretty lucky. Um, you know, and Denver's not a very good team. So they're three wins, not against great teams. 
I would probably, uh, you know, bet under here, um, 42 and a half. I think you're getting a good value on under, even though it's a low total. Um, the, the, uh, the interesting thing for the Steelers, the second straight year, the Steelers buy is compromised last year by COVID this year, by the fact that the team they face off a of buy, uh, has 10 days rest off of Thursday night football. So the buy shouldn't factor all that much into the handicap for the Steelers. Good point. And yeah, Nick Chubb looking to be back in the mix for this game as well. And Cleveland's just going to keep running, running, and running it as they typically do. So despite who is quarterback, as long as they get that ground game going, Cleveland a tough team to stop. Certainly could be this week against Pittsburgh. Eric, my man, as always, love having you on. Best of luck with those plays both in college and NFL. We'll look forward to talking more football later on. Of course. Thanks for having me on. Take care. You bet. Eric Eager, folks, at PFF underscore Eric. As always, you can catch him co-hosting the PFF forecast. Great follow on Twitter, though. Gives you all those interesting tidbits, kind of like as he alluded to, when the total over the certain number, the percentage that it falls on to, two and a half or three. Great information all around. Always love talking with Eric about college and NFL. But we'll keep the conversation going in the NFL. Don't you worry. James Salinas is going to be joining us next here on Rush Hour, former Super Contest champ and co-host of the Pro Football Blitz right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, alongside him, Brady Cannon, another Super Contest champ, take you on the weekends with a bunch of NFL action, in-game, college, everything all around. So we'll see what James likes. I talked about this when we were previewing the show, but... He's got to play in that Titans and Colts game, and I cannot wait to hear him dissect that matchup because, really, I just keep going back and forth. I feel like getting three with the Titans at this point seems like the right route to take. I know they're dealing with injuries, but, heck, Derrick Henry's still Derrick Henry at the end of the day, and Carson Wentz, if he's doing those type of flicks to the opposing team, hard to trust him. We'll talk about that next with Mr. Salinas. Stick around. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. And you can do that by beginning your VSN free trial today. And it gives you full access to our sports betting experts, which includes 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game. Plus, you get full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer and for just $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, that's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Okay, welcome back. We're getting after it here on a Friday heading into the weekend. It is Rush Hour. Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And like always as well, we're doing it live out of the Bet River Sportsbook, folks. Make your way down here if you're in the area. Great food, fantastic screens all around. Fun atmosphere with all the games. World Series tonight, college football today and tomorrow, and NFL on Sunday. Speaking of which, to help us Handicap that slate with some of the more intriguing games. James Salinas, former Super Contest champ and co-host of the Pro Football Blitz right here on VCD Sports Betting Network. James, always love having you on. Uh, let's get right into it because I know we got some important games to dissect. And I was teasing it before the break, but I'm really pumped to talk about this game with you because the way you really handicap games is very fascinating. You need to go really in-depth. And this game in particular in Indy with the Colts and the Titans has been a whirlwind, right? I mean, the line's gone back and forth and back and forth. Now we're seeing it as Colts being a three-point favorite. This total at 50 and a half. I get that the Titans are a little bit banged up, but explain your really handicapping process on this matchup. Well, and I understand why that number is moving in favor of the Colts. This is going to be a desperate effort out of the Indianapolis Colts. They know, ultimately, Danny, if they lose this game, pretty much all their dreams for the division crushed. Those are over because they'll fall three games behind the Titans and, in a sense, actually four games behind because they have will have lost the head-to-head -head matchup there. They won't have that tiebreak because they lost earlier in the season. I believe it was week three in Tennessee. So it's a huge game for the Colts here, but ultimately, look at the other side too for the Titans yeah you want to get a stranglehold on this division you win this game here on the road and you're coasting you figure you're done with the Colts in the division and you still get the uh 
the uh, the Patsies when it comes to the Houston Texans and the Jacksonville Jaguars on your schedule. So huge game for both sides here, and it's a divisional game. And I think both teams, Danny, want to establish the running game. I think the Colts are starting to get healthier on the offensive line. We saw Big Q come back, Quentin Nelson at that left guard spot for the Colts. He's the nasty big up there who likes to who basically is pancaking folks out there. They want to run the football. Both teams, we know for Tennessee, they need to run the football with Derrick Henry and establish uh, the running game so they can get that play-action pass going for Tannehill. Now in this game, they won't have Julio Jones. He will be out for this contest. I'm looking at this here as really a grudge match. I think this is such a big game within this division. Obviously, it's the last game that they're going to face each other for this season. Kind of interesting that it's we're midway through the season and they're going to be done with each other. You would think the NFL would have saved one of these matchups for later as the season was winding down, but this is where it's at right now, and I think for the Titans, starting to find their way on the defensive side. They've had seven sacks the past two weeks, and you know former Steeler Bud Dupree coming over, as well as former lineman Colt lineman Danico Autry up on that front, starting to get after it a little bit, finally getting healthy and making some impact on the defense. So I think this game, we're going to see the clock spin because both teams are going to run the football and try to establish the line of scrimmage. So I'm not taking a side. I'm not parting either side. I'm going with the total, and I'm playing the under. I bet the under at 51. I did pay a little juice for it at $1.15. That was the best number I could find out here in Colorado. I think it's a big divisional game, obviously. They're going to get after it on both sides of the football. Running games are very key to help these quarterbacks out. Give me the under here at 51, under that I paid one. Uh, I paid 15 cents for the juice. Yeah, and, and really that may be the best angle on how to approach this. I hadn't given that too much thought. We're seeing it 50 and a half now. And, you know, 51, somewhat of a significant total number if you get the 27-24 type of finish with the spread at three right here, James. But I, I agree with you. I mean, look, you got Jonathan Taylor, who when the Colts rely on him, do very well. And, of course, we know that the Titans do that with Derrick Henry. So, yeah, I, I'm thinking under would be the right move here because I guess people see these offenses, at least Tennessee, and see them putting up a lot of points and defensively haven't done anything great but as you also alluded to, happened picking it up a tad bit. So I like that direction going with the under for the Colts and the Titans. Um, you know, a game, James, too, that I'm sure is going to get a lot of attention to the under in the Mile High City right in your area. The Broncos and the Washington football team. This matchup may be the one I've spent the least amount of time on, to be quite honest with you. But this total, we're seeing 45. And spread, we see Denver laying three in the hook. I really don't know which way to go. I'm probably sticking away from it unless you advise me otherwise. But what you got for us for this matchup? I'm staying away from both sides. This is another total play that I'm going to have here. And you're thinking about the Washington football team. If you want to get into metrics, I'm not really a big analytics metrics and coming with statistics when it comes to the NFL. It's more it's going to be matchups for me. Uh, It's going to be injuries and it's going to be motive. And I think here the motive is clear for both teams. These are two teams uh, is there an is there a team when we're talking about the Washington football team, Danny, that's been more of a disappointment, especially on the defensive side? You want to get into the metrics. They Washington is basically at the bottom of the league in every defensive metrics, whether it's the most points given up, can't get off the field on third down, passing yards against, you name it. They are clearly at the bottom of the league when it comes to defense. And that was all about this team going into from last year to this year. You think about how they closed out the second half of the season, really playing well up front with those four studs that they have on that defensive line yeah where have they been they haven't been able to get off the field on third down teams just continue to drive the football on them and it really wears that defense out because the offense it's hit and miss what you're going to get out of them but I think here the other side was with the Broncos defensively now they have seven linebackers on injured reserve and their lone starter that was at the linebacker position at from week one Von Miller the leader of that defense he got hurt last Thursday in that game against Cleveland towards the latter part of the first half thought it was a knee injury is actually an ankle injury he did not practice all week so is a dnp all week long he was spotted today in a walking boot now he says he's feeling better and he's got a shot to play out there uh, but this team is very disconnected on the defensive side. You've got seven linebackers, and they're making trades. They had a trade for Kenny Young from the Rams. He's going to end up starting in the middle in that 3-4 defense. I don't know what we're going to see out of this defense from the Denver Broncos. I think there's a disconnect with the defense, disconnect with the coaching staff there. 
I'm going to play the over is where I'm going. I think both defenses are really struggling, especially we talked about the injuries for Denver. Washington football team can't stop anybody right now. The weather is going to be fine out here, Danny. There was talk about a snowstorm coming in on Sunday. That's not going to hit here in Denver until maybe Monday night into Tuesday. So it's going to be mid-40s, no wind. It's going to be perfect fall weather, perfect hitting weather. And I think that's what we're going to see. The quarterback's going to be able to make some plays on these defenses here. So I'm going to bet the over. I got an over sitting here at 44 is where I found the best number out here in Colorado. That's what I played. Washington football team and the Broncos to go over the total at 44. Oh, baby, you guys already got snow coming on Monday, potentially. Oof, we're probably right there behind you, though, here in Chicago, James. Not looking forward to it, but it's always fun to see football in the snow, too. Can't complain about that. But James liking the over in the Mile High City, Broncos and Washington football team. All right, James, final game, couple minutes remaining. What you got for us in this NFC South showdown with the Saints and the Bucks? Line is kind of trickling down, four and a half in favor of Tom Brady. Total here is 49 and a half. Yeah, I have the total at 50 and a half juice to a 15 cents to the under, and that's where I rent here too. All totals for me today with what we're talking about here with these three games. The side, I'd lean towards the Bucks in this matchup. Thinking about last year, you know Brady wants some redemption. Those were two games that they did. They got... They got handled first week of the season last year in New Orleans and then got beat up on that Sunday night football game in, ten in Tampa Bay much later in the season. So Tom Brady's on the warpath. Everybody that beat him last year, he's looking for revenge, and I think That's they're right. going to look for it here. But I just think there, there's going to be – we saw the offensive struggles on Monday night football with this New Orleans Saints team playing a really suspect defense up in Seattle. Now Taysom Hill will not be available for this game again, so you're not going to have that quarterback coming in with those running packages. And Deontay Harris, I think he will be back in this game for Sunday. So he is their best speedster. He's the big playmaker, I guess, at a wide receiver, wide receiver position, but they're really short at wide receiver. It's all Alvin Kamara or nothing. That's why they had to go after Mark Ingram from the Texans and bring him back into the fold to help really take some of the load off Kamara. But my, my, I'm looking at this matchup here on the interior, Danny, and this is where Andrews Pete is probably going to be lost for the season, left guard for New Orleans. Eric McCoy, their center, just got back last week. He was on IR for six weeks. Looked real rusty last week trying to get the running game going. And on the right guard position, it's probably their weakest link up there for with Ruiz. So I think you're going to see Indomitian Sue and Vita Vea really be in that backfield against Jameis Winston all day long. It's going to be a defensive game in my mind. New Orleans needs to play that way. They need to try to establish the running game, play field position, let their defense get after it with Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's going to put some points on the board, but I think collectively with this total sitting at 50 and a half juice to the under at 15 cents that's the way i'm going to go here no side or no side for me in this game but under 50 and a half juice to a dollar 15 that's my play in this total all righty james all about them totals this week baby james we love it thanks as always for giving us some good info for the upcoming slate we'll look forward to catching you this weekend for the pro football blitz until next week take care my friend absolutely you too good luck with your bets danny James Salinas, there he is, at Rounding again on the tweets. Again, like we said, I mean, look, co-host, Pro Football Blitz, Tim and Brady, both won the Super Contest. Great info all around, Saturday and Sunday, 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. More bets in the NFL coming up next. Stick around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook is the industry leader when it comes to online sports betting, and Bet Rivers has you covered for the NFL season. They're offering same game parlays in all pro football matchups, plus, they've brought back the Reduce the Juice promotion on game days. And this NFL season, they've been having their $1 million Beat the Spread Challenge with thousands, that's right, thousands of dollars given away each week. Pro football betting is more rewarding at BetRivers. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com to place your bets. Offers valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. one 3500 in Virginia. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Okay, final segment here on a Friday. Leading you into this jam-packed weekend with college, NFL, and baseball. It's time to hit all those things with my official plays for tonight and beyond here on Rush Hour. It is time, folks, for Danny's Dimes. Let's get into it. Rough week. We're trying to bounce back heading into this weekend. I, the Cardinals killed me last night. Packers continue to haunt my dreams. I don't want to talk about it, although I could rant about it forever. But let's move away from football so we can take a break from that madness momentarily. Let's start with the World Series Game 3 tonight in ATL. The Braves hosting the Astros. Atlanta currently a minus-120 favorite money line-wise at Bet Rivers. Total, 8.5, minus-109 each way. Now, earlier today, I actually did place a bet on the Braves at about minus-111. If you're still looking to get involved, of course, would still play upwards to minus-120. Probably wouldn't go too much over that with Atlanta. Pitching matchup, you got Luis Garcia, Ian Anderson. Garcia, why I'm looking to fade him is because he has been solid, don't get me wrong, but on the road, he has had his struggles. 4.24 ERA away from home, along with a 4.41 XFIP, more of a true indicator of what his ERA should be. This postseason, he's gone 9.1 innings pitched. He's allowed 8 hits, 10 earned runs. Overall, Houston 1-2 in his starts. Conversely, looking at Anderson, he's been solid this postseason. Uh, he's, got, he's gone 12 innings pitched, allowed 9 hits, and just 3 earned runs. Atlanta, 3-0 when he has started this postseason. Plus, a little bit better at home for Anderson, 3.52 ERA, along with an XFIP of 3.77. Looking at the batting splits for this matchup, Houston, this postseason, on the road, 761 OPS compared to 780 in the regular season. Versus righties this postseason, they're hitting just 737 compared to 781 during the regular season. Looking at Atlanta, 766 OPS at home this postseason. Sim exactly similar, 766 during the regular season. The concern is that they have not hit righties that well. 638 OPS versus righties this postseason. If you look at what they did in the long sample size during the regular season, it was 762. At the end of the day, I give the slight pitching advantage to Ian Anderson and the Braves here. Getting one game in Houston I thought was huge. I mean, it's always huge, but especially in a game where, you know, I don't know, this Atlanta team has just been proven everybody, including myself, wrong and wrong time and time again. Line movement seems to be going to Atlanta. I like the pitching matchup. I like the momentum of having that split. And if you want to carry that momentum, you got to win the home opener in the World Series for you. So the crowd will be rocking. Atlanta is my play for Game 3 of the World Series on the money line. 
But all right, we're moving away from baseball. Time to talk some NFL. We've taken our slight break, but let's get back into the mix. I know at the beginning of the show we went over some of those props that I'm playing, and we'll recap that at the end. But I want to talk about some other games that I'm playing this week. And let's go out to Seattle. Seahawks, Jaguars. Didn't think I'd be back in the Jags in this game preseason, but look, situations uh, change, and I don't know, a lot of factors playing into it naturally. I kind of briefed it already when I was going over James Robinson props, but look, the better quarterback in this game is Trevor Lawrence. The better running back, because you're missing Chris Carson, is James Robinson. And heck, maybe he'd still be better even if he was healthy. Plus, Jacksonville is coming off a bye in this game. And you're giving me three and a half? I get it. You know, the 12th man, everything, it's loud in Seattle. Yeah, I, you know, who cares? No one's getting loud for Geno Smith. They're not letting the guy throw the ball to the two best weapons, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I'm sure that'll change this week against his Jaguars secondary that really isn't that solid. I understand. But if the Jags can control time of possession enough, if they can force at least one turnover from Geno, heck, they don't have to win it. They could lose by a field goal, and that will suffice for me. Seattle, 25th in DVOA pass defense, 11th against the run. Lawrence has been looking like he's developed more of a rhythm. And, you know, overall, maybe this is what Urban needed to finally get that win, and now he's a little bit like the weight off his shoulders, right? And then, hey, lo and behold, you get to face Geno Smith, not Russell Wilson. So that's favorable. And look, as we talked about James Robinson, he can set the tone for this Jacksonville offense and really carry that and control the time of possession for the Jacks. So you're giving me three and a half against Geno Smith. I'm going to take that. So give me Jacksonville plus three and the hook on the road this Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. Now, time to get into a teaser, and I don't love this. I get it. It's ugly. I'm doing a seven-point teaser. I know, I know I preach against it, but I wanted to get involved in this Bears game. The Cardinals screwed me on that one. I got to get props to the Packers. I get it, but just they find the most ridiculous ways to win games. As a Bears fan, it kills me. But I wanted to get involved with the Bears, and I'm looking at the slate, and I'm like, well, where are all the other teaser options to do? And really, none that I like that much. But the one that I did circle out, and this line is moving down, actually, is that Kansas City Chiefs game. Now, I've seen a nine pop up, but right now at Bet Rivers, it's nine and a half. So I actually, this is why I did the seven-point teaser. And because you're not paying that much, actually, just minus 129 for the seven-point teaser at Bet Rivers. If you tease up the Bears from plus four to plus 11, so no, you're not crossing three and seven is the key numbers, which we always want to do. But you're getting somewhat of a keyish number of 10. If the Bears can't keep this within at least a touchdown for the 49ers, we're having major problems. I get Chicago's already having major problems, but to me, these teams are virtually neck and neck. Where's the advantage go for San Francisco? The head coach, but even he's under, you know, some heat right now. I would gladly take him as a Bears fan, but hey, Nagy may not even be on the sidelines. Could that be a pro for Chicago? Maybe. Who knows? Khalil Herbert, as we talked about with his props, is going to set the tone for this Bears offense. You can rely on him in this game when you're facing a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, who has plenty of concerns. Okay, the San Francisco defense hasn't been anything impressive. And even if they do win again, I feel so comfortable with the Bears catching 11 here. I honestly think I, I, Chicago has the avenue to winning this one outright. It's a must-win game for them, as is with the 49ers. I get that. But the Bears have a good spot here, especially because Robert Quinn was activated off the COVID list, and Keem Hicks was playing a little bit in practice today. If Akeem Hicks goes, even better. I know Khalil Mack is out. I don't know why that moved the line from three to four. Look, Khalil Mack shouldn't affect the line by a point. That's not what this game's going to come down to. It's how well can this Bears offense produce. Fields just needs to do enough. But Herbert's going to be the main focus. So I like teasing up the Bears from plus 4 to plus 11. And then going to the team was the reason why we did the 7-point teaser, the Kansas City Chiefs. Only other team I really like teasing in this slate. And obviously this is a must win for Kansas City. And you got to think they can win by at least a field goal against the New York Giants here. I mean, come on. Under 3 for the Chiefs. I'll take that. I, You know, their defense is bad. I get it. The Giants are bad all around. We know that. But seven-point teaser, Bears plus 11, Chiefs down to minus 2.5. It's not ideal doing a seven-point teaser, but sometimes we make exceptions this week. It's going to be one of them, and hopefully it's a good exception. Seven-point teaser, Bears up to plus 11, Chiefs down to minus 2.5. And, and then really quick, we talked about this game. I won't spend too much time because the number's gotten away. But the college game that we did bet this weekend was back on Tuesday. Uh, that was Michigan and Michigan State, the fun one we have to look forward to in the Big Ten, unlike Iowa and Wisconsin. But I bet the under in this game, under 51 and a half, both good run defenses, both offenses that focus on the ground game. Look, now that it's lower at about 50 and a half, 
I probably wouldn't recommend it as strongly. If you get at least 51, I would attack it still. But at this point, unless you want to buy up, I'm not telling you to, but if that's something you're comfortable with or you're still fine with 50 and a half, cool, let's ride it together. But you could wait in-game. Maybe there will be a quick score there, here or there. Maybe some offense will get the rhythm going right away, and then you can attack it from that perspective. But at least as long as you have that preconceived notion that, all right, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game at the end of it, even if it starts out hot. Then take advantage of it and get the better number. But that's a play we had from earlier in the week. Michigan, Michigan State, that total under 51 and a half. All right, in summation, folks, before we head out, all of our Danny's Dimes for tonight and beyond. World Series Game 3 going with the Braves on the money line. For this Saturday, just like we said, we're doing the under 51 and a half for college football. The props we had, Khalil Herbert over 63 and a half rushing yards. Khalil Herbert over 15 and a half rushing attempts, both at minus 120. James Robinson over 69 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. And sticking in both of those games, we are taking three and a half with the Jacksonville Jaguars on the road against the Seattle Seahawks. And then, of course, that seven-point teaser. Kind of feels gross doing it, but I like it. Bears plus 11, Chiefs minus 2.5 at about minus 129. Solid odds for a 7-point teaser, courtesy of Bet Rivers. As always, folks, best of luck if you tail. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Rush Hour. Big thanks to Eric Eager for hopping on and James Salinas in his regular Friday spot. We hope you enjoyed the show. Enjoy the games tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. We'll catch up again on Monday. We got Will Hill, host of the new New York City cast. Exciting times ahead. Enjoy the games. We'll see you on Monday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.